What up? This is Made From Scratch, and today's episode is about a concept I'm calling industry over the individual. And today I'm going to talk about how that pertains to the dynamic between a agency and studio in the entertainment industry, and specifically in Hollywood. Because traditionally in Hollywood, agents, first of all, have to be registered, and there's a lot of um, restrictions on what you can do and who you could be and what you could represent. And especially with regard to an agent's involvement in the production process, um, agents couldn't be producers. It reduced conflicts of interest. It made the game simple. But over the course of the last five or ten years, the major talent agencies have developed venture capital arms, which allow them basically now to produce. Managers are producers. Talent is producers. So the agent studio dynamic has、uh, definitely been disrupted, and not necessarily just because of technology. The business model itself changed. So while in Hollywood that was a no-no and has since changed. In other emerging media markets like Philadelphia or Detroit or Texas or、um, other places in the United States, this kind of dynamic—the laws and the regulations and the restrictions on what agents or studios or managers or different aspects of、uh, the entertainment industry can do—are either not the same, they're different, they haven't been developed yet, and so the regional differences and how the entertainment industry is going to be set up. Um, in different places, as Hollywood begins to lose its grip on the monopoly that it held, it's going to be interesting to see. So today's episode is about industry over the individual in the agency studio dynamic. So one of the reasons why agents couldn't be producers is because it eliminates certain conflicts of interest. If you're representing a client and you're involved with a financial partner, sometimes things get murky in terms of who gets paid, how you honor a contract, all that kind of stuff. And if you're developing a media market in a place outside of Hollywood, or if you're trying to figure out what to do in the disrupted market, and you're looking at the conflict between the talent, the production, the distribution, and how this has become kind of murky waters, there's really two principles that I've found have worked the best in terms of、uh, forging a new path and creating our own lane, and that's using transparency with discretion. So, if you're going to form a relationship with people and try and figure out what to do in the modern media market, you're going to have to trust each other. So, really, first you have to build trust and maintain it. That's number one. Number two, then, is being transparent with discretion. You want to share openly with your partners, but until you've actually done business together, you can't tell. Somebody, everything. You know, you have to look around for multiple options, and if you're looking for a distributor, you have to look around for multiple options. If you're looking for a finance partner, you know, if you're raising capital, you want to look for the best deal that you can. If you're putting talent together, you want the best talent that you can. So you have to be transparent with people, but you have to be discreet so that you don't lose your shirt in the conversation, or you don't edge yourself out of necessity in a production. So, in terms of the industry over the individual. Um, in general, we need to, I think, have a little bit more discretion. There's a lot of this、uh, share everything kind of mentality, and it's great when it's great when there's a trusting environment and there aren't sharks in the water. But the truth is,、uh, if you're in a competitive landscape, there are sharks in the water. Of course, there are. People want to win business. I don't want to lose business. 
Um, and so you have to balance the conflict of interest that you might have even with people that you do business with. You see this at the highest levels of business, Apple and Samsung. You see this at the highest levels of entertainment as well. So balancing the conflict of interest is one of the most paramount concerns you should have in any industry, um, especially in entertainment and even more especially between agents and studios. One of the more primitive conflicts that often happen between agency and studio is the fight between artistry and commerce. So talent wants to do the best creative work, the business side wants to make the most money. You know, that's the most fundamental way you could probably look at it, and it's probably true. Now, of course, there are creative executives who not only want to make a lot of money, they want to make great work, and there's also artists who uh, want to make great work but want to make it make money. So that's a natural uh, conflict and a natural resolution when done right. And I think that the best way to see through the mist and people's personality and get to um, the ultimate value here is that it's all about execution and value to the market. So if the music is going to sell, yeah, that has value to the market. If you can execute it well and the talent doesn't lose their integrity, that's all good. You know, if something in that model breaks down, you're likely to have a problem somewhere down the line because you're somehow devaluing the product. So ultimately, devaluing the product doesn't even work well for commerce because in the end, um, that's probably going to create some kind of synthetic bubble, which of course will pop. So if you're looking to last in an industry over the individual situation, in the artistry versus commerce uh, struggle, you want to look for where you're executing on the project. Are you making the best work? Is it coming out on time? You know, fundamentals of business. Are you selling? Do you have distribution lined up? If all of that is done well, then you look to the value. Um, is the artist satisfied creatively? Is the profit margin secure? Um, is there a market ready and waiting? for the product? Do they know how to buy it? All those kind of really simple things that when you're in a very disrupted uh, system or using all these different kinds of platforms to integrate, you have to really be careful about. And so it goes well beyond just uh, making good work or making lots of money. Has Hollywood had a monopoly on the American entertainment industry? Probably. I don't know exactly how you define that, but in my mind, it definitely works out that um, regionally speaking, that's where most of the entertainment comes from. New York City, you know, is probably a close second, and I think it's safe to say they're a close second. Um, and so what's interesting about that is that a natural monopoly or a regional monopoly usually only happens in a place where um, it's regionally isolated and or the market can only support one major supplier, usually of like electricity or some kind of commodity. And so that's not really what happened here, in my mind, um, in California. You know, it's not like so separate from the rest of the country that the means of production or distribution could have been so far away. It's just been kind of like locked in a cage for a while and sort of people kept out through marketing, maybe. I don't know. It's just, you know, there, there's not really a reason why it's been a natural monopoly, but it has, and that's definitely breaking up. It's coming apart at the seams. Um, it, it's not even that Hollywood has that monopoly. A lot of the money that they're getting comes from foreign governments or foreign places, investors. So it's not even Hollywood's money anymore. And so as you look at that and how things are going to reshape and reform, it's a very uh, tenuous time and there's not a lot of security. It's a very high risk situation, but because there's so much opportunity, 
um, a lot of people are taking a lot of risks. So for the time being, in terms of being a producer, a content creator, a uh, distributor of digital media especially, it is a great time. Um, and new leaders in the industry are going to be popping up. And I think that it's definitely going to happen regionally. And for some reason, maybe the creative arts and production, it just, it just needs that kind of binding. Um, yeah, you can produce anything anywhere. Yeah, you can live mobily and do whatever. But a lot of people do like to just go back to their house and uh, go to work the next day. And if you're a producer and you can do that in your own town or in your own city or in your own state, that's a lot better than having to fly to L.A. or New York or some you know other state. So I think that people <clears throat> as uh, management companies that develop talent and um, different production companies pop up, you're going to see a, a, another hub or hubs emerge in the United States where media is concentrated and produced and there's going to be more competition and it's going to get better and better and better and better. You know, at the end of the day, entertainment media, it's still a business. So whoever is paying for it, whoever owns it, because it's all intellectual property, whoever owns it and has the rights to it, that's who's going to be shaping it the most. So that person or those groups of people may really trust the artist or the creators involved. They may not. But at the end of the day, um, that's where you want to look for who's who's influencing the most. And I think as you see more relatable and diverse content being uh, demanded, desired, consumed, and the more that the money for this, at least from Hollywood, is getting uh, compensated from India and China and other foreign places, you're going to see a change in what's put out, how it's put out, who's putting it out, where it's coming from. And it's sort of like a free-for-all right now. And at the end of the day, you know, the United States has been a leader in entertainment worldwide. People watch um, these movies and TV shows and digital content and you know, for whatever reason, maybe it was made the best or maybe just like Hollywood has kind of kept it locked up. The United States has kind of kept it locked up and that's breaking apart, too. So could you see more, um, you know, foreign media being presented to the U.S. market? Um, is that going to happen? You know, what's that going to mean for American producers? Are you going to have to leave not only your state, your city or your state, but leave your country to go after that dream? Well, you know, that's what it's been like for a long time for some people coming to the United States, you know, land of opportunity. So it's, uh, it's interesting how the storytelling industry is really shaking up um, and how it tells the tale of a lot of uh, the economic change in general that's happening. So what all of this means for us here at Make a Difference Entertainment is that we're staying in Philly and we're building an industry. For us, we're turning made into an empire to do what we want without the undue influence from outside forces. Now, of course, we're gonna have to raise money, we're gonna have to work with partners, we're gonna have to compromise, but what I mean is that right now there is not a system to plug into here, so we're gonna have to make that from scratch. So when we're dealing with branded entertainment, we choose the brands we want to work with. We choose the brands that we support, the ones that have supported us in reality. You know, I'm fine with having loyalty to a brand that's been loyal to me. It's difficult to, to form that um, out of thin air, especially when there's very little incentive to trust. Because we want to tell our story. And a lot of products have been used to build our business and keep us going and 
take us into the future. And I think that they're an integral part because if I didn't have my phone, if I didn't have my computer, if I didn't have my car, if I didn't have my bag, my clothes, I wouldn't be able to function. So they're an integral part of my life. And I think that the future of branded entertainment is going to be when advertisers take a real hard look at their own life. Um, I mean, not that you necessarily have to only work for the company that you use their products, but I think that in some cases, that kind of loyalty, that kind of connection is really important and can be incredibly valuable. And that's a win-win. So that's the ultimate, you know, that's the speculative future that I'm creating with a lot of the work that we're, that we're developing. So, hope you've enjoyed this episode about industry over the individual with agencies and studios in the changing entertainment landscape. Call in if you have questions. Call in if you want to comment. Call in if you want to talk. And if you're listening on Apple, Google, or any other channel, hop over to Anchor, start your own station, and follow me at Made From Scratch.